Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, come on and... Tonight, 
the rest of us is just going to be pretty much listening unless he um, unless he uh, opens up the floor. And I'll let Priscilla talk more about that when he comes on. But hopefully you're blessed and highly favored. We really mean that, brothers and sisters. It's not just lingo, just uh, something to say they have a blog. You know, it's a lot going on, a lot coming at us. A lot of us have challenges that's really... Uh, getting the best of some of us. Some of us are not doing very well right about now. And so, huh, what's wrong with a song saying, bless me, bless me? I mean, isn't that what everybody's looking for? I mean, truly, you know we are. So, brothers and sisters, I just, again, um, want to just remind everybody, if you have any comments to make to Purcell or any of the co-hosts uh, that he'll have on tonight, Please press 1 on the phone line if you're on the phone lines. If you're listening to this broadcast uh, via social media over the Internet, just remember you have to call the phone number in order to comment. Uh, That's 914-205-5590. One more time. 514, excuse me, 914-205-5590. I want to remind everybody to follow the show briefly. Follow the show, brothers and sisters. This way you get a, a, a reminder sent to your um, email, or you can have it sent to Twitter or Facebook or wherever the blog talk had to set up these days. But go ahead and click on that follow button, and you'll get reminders sent every time we have shows. I think it sent it to you 30 minutes before the show. That's That right there is a blessing. So uh, follow us. Uh, we have over... We have hundreds of followers. We would like thousands, though. And, um, again, uh, for those of you who don't know, we have uh, 149,000 listens. Uh, can you all believe that? 149,000 listens. That's every single time somebody click on your show. So we're thankful for that. We've been doing this since 2011. Fire Stone, just, just, just before we bring on Purcell, I'll go over just some of the what's behind all this uh, just a little bit about Fasma Stone, because I try to every 10 shows, brothers and sisters, talk about uh, who we are or, 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 or how we got our name, just because some of you, you you clicked into this broadcast, and you really don't know. You just hear these brothers and sisters talking, brothers and sisters talking when Cecilia Eliana is on. And uh, we don't. Uh, we try to do a little intro uh, with all of the different co-hosts here and there, but the intros are short, and so some of you really don't know what we're doing so again five smooth stones is nothing more than five topics that we talk about the most the most but we talk about everything that's happening to us as a people and uh really really world affairs we talk about everything so brothers and sisters i just want to just go over this really briefly so just just buckle your seatbelts because I'm going to talk fast because I'm going to bring Purcell on, but I have to do this every 10 shows. What is the five smooth stone? What is the mission? What are we trying to accomplish? Number one, as the creative five smooth stone, myself, Brother Seth, I want people to feel encouraged after they hear our shows. I want them to feel love after they hear our shows. I want them to feel like, you know, they can make it after our shows. If we can't provide that, we have failed, or I have failed, as far as the mission. I bring on co-hosts that I think feel the same way. 
that I feel has a loving heart. It may sound like sometime hate almost, but it's just tough love. We love humanity. I end all my shows with I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean it, brothers and sisters. I really mean it. I mean, love is the most powerful force on the face of this earth. I mean, it really is. And so I'd rather people feel love and uh, uh, heard out, or uh, maybe they're just on the phone lines. I'd rather people hang up feeling love than to even give them knowledge. Because if you give them knowledge and they don't feel love, that's the people that's tearing up our world right now. So a lot of people know stuff, but because they they don't feel good about themselves, they cause problems. So first and foremost, for people to feel loved and valued. And then second, to really put out what the Father has to say about whatever we're going through. Because it really doesn't matter what we say. We say we, uh, we have our opinions, but... Brothers and sisters, just know that our opinions on this show, we try to make sure our opinions line up with Scripture. The Scriptures is bigger than me. They're older than me. It ain't about me. It ain't about me getting points, if I got it right or not. If another brother is on point and he, he has that word, he, he, his word at the time takes precedence over anything else going on. But let's get this straight. We are about promoting the Father's kingdom on this network. We are about encouraging those that do have a relationship with the Father and those that don't have a relationship with the Father. The goal is to to handle ourselves and put out information, especially talking about the goodness of the Father, that will lead the souls to repentance. I had a talking to a co-worker, and he listened to the show from time to time, and he made the comment that, you know, we've gotten away from the basics. And I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, you're not talking about Christ and salvation and all that. And so I had to, I'm going to tell him what I told you. Every show that i ever done, I don't think there's been a show i ever done, and I've done over, we've done over 500 shows, uh, uh, or the Fast and Slow Network have done over 500 shows. And on every show, we always say, turn to the most high. We always say, seek the most high. You know what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? When you come to Christ, come to the Father by way of Christ. That's just the door. That's just the door. The teachings of Christ is just the door. There is a lot of things happening on our earth that the Father has to say and has to write and has to judge and has to edify. And so we want to be a part of that, not just teaching people that just the basics of salvation. I'm reminded of Apostle Paul that spoke of this, and he said, let us move on past the teachings of Christ, and this we will revisit, and this we will revisit. So please, of you, those of you that's listening, you may think we dwell too much on the Israelites or what's happening in the world or too much uh, about racism or too much about whatever. Just know this. That all of these, all of this makes for one kingdom. The Father, we're not spirits where all we talk about is just spiritual things. That's when you die, when it's all spiritual. We're flesh and spirit. We have this treasure in open vessels. I mean, and, and we have this treasure in, 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 in earthly vessels. So I just want to remind everybody that the five smooth stones definitely have Christ first and foremost 
in all things we do. So that's to the co-host. You know who you are. I mean, the uh, the one brother, uh, he know who I'm talking about. But it's not just this co-worker. It's lots of people that have said over the years, oh, y'all talk too much about the Israelites. Y'all talk, talk this much about this or that. Without the revelation of who Israel is upon the earth, you would not be able to understand the book of Daniel, the book of Ezekiel, the book of Revelations, and really the Bible, because the whole Bible is talking about Israel. So if you're a Christian or call yourself a Christian or follow Christ, you've got to know who Israel is and what shall befall them. Speaking of that, and I'm about to bring on Brother Purcell Porche. Speaking of that, our shows are dedicated to those lost tribes of Israel, to the Israel at large. Our shows are dedicated to them and their pain because we know that the Bible says that if Israel is disobedient, they will be put at the bottom of all nations. And if they're obedient, they will rule all nations. And we don't see Israel ruling all nations. Uh, So we see who's ruling the world, and it ain't Israel. So we have to believe, based upon that prophecy, that Israel is in rebellion. So these shows are dedicated to the Israelites and, uh, uh, and their plight. Just know we have you in our hearts, and these shows are dedicated to answer questions where your pain is concerned. All right? Folks, uh, Purcell Porsche, going to go ahead and get him on. I'll talk more about the Fossil Song Network later, if time permits. But I want to put on a little tune here. This is Yahweh. As I talk about Purcell Porsche. Uh Brother Purcell, I met as a coach, a uh, little league, uh, years ago in Cincinnati. He has a son uh, named Duke, and Duke was uh, part of the uh, our Pee Wee football team, and that's how I got to know Purcell. And, and, and of course, we found out we was believers, and and we just been friends for a very long time. Many, many, many conversations, many, uh, much knowledge exchanged between us much edification exchange between us over the years, much rebuke, much uh, 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 arguments, debates. This is just a brother, all right, a real live brother. And I can tell you all right now, if nothing else, if you get nothing else from Brother Purcell, if you know nothing else, I should say, of Brother Purcell, know this, he truly loves the body of Christ. And he really, really, if anybody has listened to this show, been listening to this show, they know that this brother constantly talks about the body of Christ. So, and he's passionate. He loves. He just want to see God's people or Yah's people just be the people of Yah, the people of Yahweh. He wants to see us rule and reign in this life as kings and priests in authority. That I mean, king and priest authoritatively, uh, be the people we are. Okay, he wants that Ruach Hakodesh or the Holy Spirit to rule through us. He wants to see power. He wants to see miracles. Purcell talks about this a lot when we talk one-on-one. But he comes on the show, and he has a lot to say about what's not right with the church. And, and if you don't listen, if you're halfway listening, brothers and sisters, you're going to think he's just talking about all the ills of the church. But listen long enough to hear Purcell t- tell you how he envisioned what the Father showed him the church should be. The church is the most powerful institution on the face of this earth. When it's obedient or when it's disobedient, it's still the most powerful thing, even when it's not functioning right. Because you showed me the greatest might of military, Military, they're, they're going to have believers in that military. 
you show me anywhere. Somebody said, well, the Vatican is the most powerful. Well, the Vatican has to do with a uh, belief system. It's always going to point back to God. It's always going to point back to his word of the church. It is the most powerful institution. Some people think it's corporations. I don't know about that because people that run corporations, even when they're deceived and they're in the greed, this, that, and the other, a lot of them are Catholics or something. It's always about our belief system. So this brother want to see this church operate like it should. So I want to go ahead and open up his line. Purcell, Porsche, your line is now open. My brother want to welcome you to the Five and Stone Network. You're not new to co-hosting, but hosting is a new thing to this brother, everybody. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna let him call the shots and how you want things to go. But go ahead and say hello to the people for now, Purcell. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, brother. We are excited. We're excited about uh, the Five Smooth Souls Network. We are excited about this opportunity to come before you tonight to share what the Lord has put in my spirit and has has been dealing with me on a day-to-day basis of the state of the body of Christ. To believe or not to believe. Five, there were five questions that uh, the Lord dropped in my spirit, if you will. And one of them was to believe or not to believe. The second question is, why is there so much division amongst the followers of Christ? Question number three is, is the body of Christ advancing the kingdom of God? Or in other words, impacting the nation? Number four, um, and this is a statement and an observation. There has been a great falling away. If any of you have been paying attention to what's going on in the body of Christ, you will recognize this great falling away that we are experiencing. Um, Many of you may have grown up in the church um, and over the years, the church has put a bad taste in your mouth based on uh, what, you, what you've witnessed, maybe uh, what your idea was or what church should look like, and it just didn't line up. Or maybe you were dragged to church as a child, and you said, you know what, when I get older, I ain't going to church no more. Because all them people are hypocrites anyway. I've heard this I don't know how many times. As a matter of fact, I was talking to some um, some coworkers yesterday, and that was and I actually recorded them because it was funny because they started talking about church and um, they started coming up with all these. One said, "Man, I should become a preacher. Man, they make some they make some loot," is what she said. <laughs> Then the other one said, yeah, they they millionaires, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they millionaires, you know. 
and uh, just listening to some of the thoughts surrounding the church. Now, mind you, I ain't talking about um, people who are not familiar with the church, people that don't go to church, um, people that aren't, uh, um, don't, don't identify themselves as followers of Christ. We're talking about believers, y'all, <laughs> that's, that's talking like this. So when I saw that or heard that, I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Knowing that this show was coming on this week, I thought, wow, this is a great um, depiction of what I'm expressing on tonight. And the last question um, number five, and if you don't know, the number five is the number of grace. And number five, the statement is religion versus relationship. Um, so, that's, that's kind good. of the that's premise good. of our show tonight. That's kind of the premise of our show tonight. Religion versus relationship. Uh, what do we mean by that? I feel like I need to kind of um, touch that a little bit right now before we actually get in, into the thick of it. Uh, religion versus relationship. Um, here's a lot of, a lot of times when I've had conversations with people not knowing whether they were a believer or an, or an unbeliever. My first question to them would be, um, do you know Jesus? And their response would be, oh, yeah, I go to such and such. I go to uh, Corinthian Baptist Church, you know. Yeah, that's my, that's my family church, you know. But yeah, the they question say that. was, the question was, do you know Jesus? So what I recognized very early on in my uh, evangelistic tactics, I found out that what, what was happening was people were making, uh, be, becoming a member of a church synonymous with salvation or uh, uh, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. Um, well, Purcell, Purcell, let me let me do this, just interrupt you just for a second because I need to know how you want to do this. Uh, and you're getting into the message, and that's cool. That's great. But we got a co-host on the line. I wanted no. to know what you wanted to do then, with them. Uh, bring them on. Bring them on. Bring them on. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. We found them. Oh. Okay. I know. All right. All right. So I, I won't open up their lines uh, 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 so that you want to go for about 10, 15 minutes, and then they hold their comments to after that. I think we was talking about something along those lines. How did you want to do that? Um, I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, just hold off for a minute. I'm gonna, just hold off for a minute. Let me finish this thought. Um, I, haven't, I haven't actually gotten into 
uh, what we're going to be talking about yet. I'm just sharing um, some relative uh, experiences that uh, are relative to what we are going to be talking about. Um, let me say this right quick also. Um, we were on air on Instagram, and I'm having some technical difficulties with that, so all of you who are following me on Instagram, I do apologize uh, for these technical difficulties. I'm not really a techie. So the technical difficulty is user error. Trust me when I tell you that. So um, I will have this ironed out come next Thursday. So please bear with me tonight. Um, you can go to uh, blogtalkradio.com, click on the five smooth stones to follow us and hear the program. Um, the five smooth stones, blogtalkradio.com. Absolutely. Um, and click, Absolutely. And, and, and per click, click on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Y'all just tell them how to get to to uh, get to hear the program because we I'm having these technical difficulties with this Instagram. So anyway. I'm glad you brought that up because one of the uh, one of the uh, pictures on the slideshow is of that Instagram and that time on Instagram. Y'all heard Purcell say he's not doing the shows right now. So just know on the slideshow as you're watching this 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 program and you look at the slideshow on your computer there that the information on Instagram isn't correct. Purcell, we do got a hand up, and I want to open up this phone call to this person and someone that want to say hello to you really quickly, and I think it, 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 you'll, you'll know what I mean here, here in a second. So let me let me get a okay. phone call for you, just one second, and then we're going to come Let's back to you. Co-host, again, y'all just stay put. He's going to go for a while. Purcell's going to go for a while, then we're going to open up the lines as he, whenever he feels uh, he needs to. But somebody want to say hello to you, just one second. Hello there, Brother Procell. How you doing? Hello. What a pleasant <laughs> surprise, Miss Arlene. <laughs> hey. What a pleasant surprise. Well, hey, I just wanted to welcome you to the network, and I just know you have a lot to share about the body of Christ. I'm just glad that you're uh, sharing what's going on, and I just uh, know, want you to know that, you know, I'll be checking you out. I believe God has put something on your heart to share with us, and I'm sure we'll all be encouraged to be a part of his glorious kingdom. So uh, Seth wants me to say something official. My name is Arlene. I'm Seth's wife, and uh, Purcell Perche is an old friend from back in Ohio times. So I just had to come on and say hello, welcome, greetings, and just have the floor, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, Arlene. I appreciate that. I appreciate your encouragement as well. Um, um, you all have been a blessing in my life. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Take care. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, and that was just all in there, but it's my wife, and so she'll be listening in tonight. I just uh, uh, wanted to get her in there really quickly. And the co-host, they got a whole lot more to say, I'm sure. So, uh, Purcell, so... Um, Again, uh, let me open up the lines and let everybody say hello, but we'll come back to them yeah, for comments yeah. after Purcell go. So let's go to the phone lines. Uh, area code 903-279. I see your hand is up. I think this is Brother Kenwin Castleberry. Brother Kenwin, go, go ahead and say hello to the people. This is one of our uh, permanent co-hosts, y'all. Go ahead and say hello, brother. 
Strong, strong family. Um, here to support Brother Purcell. Uh, and uh, basically kind of just sit back and uh, take in the information he's going to be laying out. All right. well, brother, it's good to have you in the house. Uh, brother, this is uh, 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 one of our, for those who just tune in and want to know, who's Brother Casper? Well, he's one of the co-hosts that's normally on the shows on Mondays and Thursdays. Going back to the phone lines, area code 972-755. I think this is Brother John. I think I know y'all's numbers now. Brother John, go ahead and say hello to the people, please. Brother John? Okay, something going on with that line. We got to move on, though, y'all, for time's sake. So we're going to go back to the phone line, 682452. I think this is Brother Ella Shure. Brother Ella Shure, go ahead and say hello to the people. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Bar Talk. Good evening, the Israel of God. Hope everyone is doing well. Looking forward to a uh, exciting and informative show. Back over to you, Seth. All right, and that's Ella Shure. I'm sure y'all have heard that voice uh, over the years. Okay, everybody's line is open. Just mute me, please. Mute me, please. Let me try Brother John's line one more time because we've got to get Purcell on. Brother John, your line is open. Go ahead and say hello to Purcell if you can hear me. What's good, everyone? <clears throat> good to be back and uh, kicking it with you guys here on Five Smooth Stones. Anxious to hear what Brother Purcell is bringing to us, so um, I'll put it into his hands so he can work with it. Okay. All right, Brother Purcell, again, it's in your hands, brother. All right, all right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm, uh, as you've heard uh, several times now, um, I am Brother Purcell Lindell Porsche uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, where we bring you greetings from uh, uh, Salt Life Ministries, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Okay, hold, hold on, Purcell. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. All right, I just heard like a fan or something. Okay, I'm sure everybody heard that, but try it again. Go ahead. Okay. It was like a yep. fan or something. Uh, when you stop talking, it stops, so go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I don't have a fan on, so I don't know. Uh, at any rate, um, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer uh, through rightly dividing the word of truth and through uh, kingdom principles, kingdom principles. Um, just to share a little bit real quick about how um, Salt Life Ministries was birthed. Um, I told this story once before, um, but it's, it's worth repeating. Um, my wife and I were traveling um, at one time. Uh, we were, I believe we were traveling to uh, Atlanta to celebrate my daughter's birthday, my oldest daughter. Um, and while we were traveling on the highway, um, there was a truck that went went uh, speeding past us. Uh, when this truck went speeding past, I noticed a sticker in the back window of the truck. And in the back window of the truck, it said, Salt Light. And immediately for me, a light came on. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I said, honey, to my wife, I said, honey, 
did you see that? She said, no, what day? I said, this truck just went flying by us with a sticker in the back that says salt life. And immediately what happened was the scripture came to mind in the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter and the 13th verse. And that scripture reads, ye are the salt of the earth. And if the salt lose his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? So immediately I understood that the Lord was showing me that as believers, we are the salt of the earth. It is our responsibility to represent Christ in the earth. Uh, The Bible calls us ambassadors. We are ambassadors of Christ. What does that mean? That means we are representatives of Christ in the earth. Anything separate from that or anything uh, uh, lesser than that, we are doing the body of Christ a disservice. Um, So um, I was very excited when I saw that, and immediately uh, God gave me the unction to put together uh, Salt Life Ministries, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Um, And so um, there you have the birth of Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. Um, Another thing that I recognize is that we were not operating from a kingdom perspective. Um, The first song that came on um, is called Bless Me by Kirk Franklin. And... um, I can't remember the other uh, group that's, that's, that's connected to that song, but it's called Bless Me. And what I recognize as a kingdom believer, I recognize that I can't be blessed and my brothers and sisters not be blessed. From a kingdom perspective, from a kingdom perspective, if you remember, um, in the book of Acts, it says that they brought all of their substance to the priest and, and left it at his feet. And he distributed, distribute, distributed it, it as the people had need, and there was none among them lacking. That is the picture of kingdom uh, living uh, in the body of Christ. And that's not uh, where we are at this time. Um, that's not to say we won't get there because we are, we are thriving. I believe God is putting together a remnant at this time uh, to help us get there. Uh, and I'm part of that remnant. And I do also believe that uh, uh, my co-hosts who are on with me are also part of that remnant. Um, and it blesses me that to be a part of such a, a powerful, a powerful, powerful circle. Um, so again, we want to welcome you to Man. Five Smooth Stones, Five Smooth Stones Network. Um, this is an awesome, awesome opportunity uh, for God's people to share what God is doing in their lives and sharing what God is doing in the earth, um, and just to um, inform your, inform the people and to compel the people as we were commissioned in, uh, I believe, it's Matthew 28. So 
Um, just a little bit about me as well. Again, this is my first opportunity to actually host the show. Um, what I want everybody to know uh, is that I am a devout um, Cowboys fan. So um, please, if you if you raise your hand and call in, don't say nothing against my Cowboys. Uh, any of my co-hosts, uh, don't say nothing against my Cowboys, please, because it could get ugly on our little uh, Man, don't get them started. Because them, them, my boys right there. Them, my boys right there. I am an avid Cowboys fan. I come against so many people here in Cincinnati saying, how do you live in Ohio and you a Dallas Cowboys fan? I just simply let them know I've been a Cowboys fan since I was knee high to a bit ago. So, uh, I, I'm a ride or die fan. I ain't no fair weather fan. You know, um, we got five of them things, and it's more to come. So, there you have it. Uh, my father of eight. I have eight children. Uh, my oldest son that Seth was talking about, him and his son used to play football together. And again, that's how Seth and I met. And it's been a match made in heaven for real. Um, this brother has this brother and his wife who came on and shouted me out, which I greatly appreciate. Um, they have a very special place in my heart. Um, so again, I appreciate Seth and the five smooth stones and this opportunity. So, with that, without further ado, with that being said, let's go. Let's get to it. Um, the state of the body of Christ. Um, You've probably heard me say on the show oftentimes that um, the body of Christ um, is in a sad state of affairs, and that's just the truth. That's not bashing the church. Um, that's not um, speaking, speaking ill against the church. Um, it's the truth. I'm just telling you what God loves, and that's the truth. And um, the body of Christ is in such a sad state of affairs because of the division that is in the body of Christ. Um, one of the questions that I had was, why is there so much division amongst the followers of Christ or the quote-unquote followers of Christ? Why is there so much division? Why do we have so many viewpoints as to who this Christ is or what the mission is for the believer? How is it that we have so much confusion where that's concerned? How is it that we as the body of believers are running in so many different directions? How is it when we read the same scripture we are connected uh, to the same body, but somehow still disjointed. Um, one of the reasons is, and I wrote this stuff down so that I could remember, but one of the reasons is the fact that we have reduced God's original program of kingdom authority to religion, Otherwise known as 
Christianity. That sounds a little harsh, but let me tell you what. Let me let me just make that plain, and I'm gonna say that one more time. We have reduced God's original program of kingdom authority, which was given us in the book of uh, Genesis, as you well know, the uh, Bible readers, you well know, okay, to a religion otherwise known as Christianity. Now, I don't myself um, too often uh, uh, identify myself as per se Christian so much as I do a believer because, uh, because somehow I have in my mind separated the two, separated the Christian from the believer in such that uh, I believe that the Christian has a skewed view of what Christianity actually is. And the believer, I believe, is, is really the follower of Christ, one who actually uh, uh, is governed by God's rule, okay? Uh, the Christian is moved by his feelings or operates from a place of uh, uh, tradition or um, what we understand to be rituals or customs, uh, which is how we get caught in this web of, um, well, this is how Bishop so-and-so used to do it, so this is how we're going to do it. Okay, not uh, considering the voice of God or even uh, hearing, if you will, the voice of God or even moving uh, from the place of direction from God the Father. Um, we've got churches and leadership who um, is, has is been appointed Versus call. Um, we've got leadership who appoint family members in positions that God has not called them to. Um, and then we have to acquiesce to that leadership when, in fact, oftentimes we are following in error, which causes us to be led astray. The Bible said, woe unto them that scatters the sheep. So, therefore, uh, what I recognize is our focus in the body of Christ is membership and titles and going to heaven and not kingdom, dominion, and authority because we're caught up in our own will. Miles Monroe said something years ago that I heard that he said that the will of man is stronger than the Holy Ghost. And you know what? I thought about that for a minute, and I thought, wow, that is a strong, strong statement. How in the world could he fix his mouth to say something like that? Well, upon closer scrutiny, what I realized is that is, in fact, 
a very, very valid statement because it is our will that has to acquiesce to the spirit man when, in fact, it is our spirit man that's actually starving and it's our flesh man who is being fueled and fed on a day-to-day basis and causing it to grow stronger and stronger and our spirit man to grow weaker and weaker. So that's what has caused us to be in the state that we're in. That's some of the things that's called us to be in the state that we're in. Um, Let's look at, if you will, I want to pull this scripture up real quick. Um, Shoot, I had this set up a lot easier, a lot better than this. Um, Let me see here. Let me pull this up real quick. Bear with me for just a minute. Uh, and while Priscilla is looking that up Just everybody remember um, Co-host uh, just remember that He is going to bring you on uh, You uh, When he come to a pause He's going to let me know Okay yeah. any co-host got any questions And then we'll bring you guys on Yeah absolutely um, Very good topic, I okay. might add, though, while Priscilla's looking that up. Okay. So look at this. I want to show you something here in the scripture. Um, now, I just said to you our focus is uh, where our focus is where we're caught up in our own will. Let's look at Matthew 6 and 9. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, this is where the disciples uh, came to Jesus and was asking um, how to pray. And Jesus said to them here in the ninth, chap- in the ninth verse of the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew, he said, After this manner, therefore ye pray, Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. See, you see what ha- what you see here. He's showing them that uh, 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 in error, what we're doing is we're looking to go to heaven. When in fact, God is God is uh, uh, has this thing set up where the kingdom is actually coming to her, earth. Heaven is coming to earth. Amen. So. And then he says, thy will be done. Thy will be done. His will. See, we need, what happens is, what has not happened, should I say, is we have not, in many cases, traded our will for his. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In many instances, many of us, uh, have an issue Take issue with that And what I mean by that is We have not Allowed Let's look at that scripture That scripture says The very first word in this scripture Says let That is That connotes That we have a responsibility 
to acquiesce. In other words, we have to humble ourselves and allow the mind of Christ to have preeminence over our own. And that is a very tough position given uh, the power of our will, given the power of our will. So we find ourselves uh, having a really difficult time with that scripture. I don't know how many people have really paid attention to that scripture starting out that way. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. We have to allow the mind of Christ to rule in our lives. We lost kingdom government rulership authority in the garden from the sin of Adam. We all know that. That's not, no, that's not a secret. The original God idea for us is rulership by way of relationship with God the Father. So what, hap- what has happened is we have lost government. We have lost kingdom government. We've lost kingdom rulership. We've lost kingdom rulership and authority that was given to us by God. We have lost that because we do not allow the mind of Christ to have preeminence. Amen. Matthew, this, is, this is one of my favorite scriptures also and one of the most quoted scriptures in the Bible. Matthew 6 and 33, very popular scripture which says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. Here's what I recognize after I've read this scripture time and time again, over and over and over again. What I recognize, the caveat here, the caveat in Matthew 6 and 33 is and his righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. See, what has happened with that scripture is what we've done is we've taken the first portion of that scripture and ran with it. So now everywhere you look or everywhere you hear, you see T-shirts, everything, put God first, put God first, put God first. But the, the emphasis, the emphasis should be on and his righteousness. Why? Why, Brother Purcell? Simply because and his, his righteousness implies that it is our responsibility to seek right relationship with God. We have to be in right standing before we can believe to receive anything of him. We have to be in right standing of him. So seek ye first the kingdom of God. So, number one, we have to be kingdom-minded. Mm-hmm. Kingdom-minded mm-hmm. Kingdom-minded Kingdom is not a religion let's make, that, let's make that perfectly clear Kingdom is not a religion Kingdom is a government over a territory And we are kingdom citizens Talk about that too That whole citizenship piece Because that's been totally missed in the body of Christ so let me, let me keep going here. Let me keep going here. So, and his righteousness. We need to be in right standing. We need to seek to be in right standing with Christ. The kingdom is living under laws of another government. Listen to this. An interesting thought. 
many of us in the body of Christ have not really obtained a valid passport. Listen to this analogy. To become a citizen of the kingdom, because we, no, hold on, let me go back, have not really obtained a valid passport to become a citizen of the kingdom. Because we must understand, listen to this, hear me, hear me, hear, hear me out here. We must understand that your passport does not belong to you. Did everybody know that? Your passport does not belong to you. Your passport belongs to the government. When you get a passport, it belongs to the government. Now, look, now watch this. When you get a passport, you transfer your, your citizenship to the government. Therefore, the confusion in large part is we have not grasped the idea of giving yourself over to another authority. I'll say that one more time. In the body of Christ, many of us have not grasped the idea of giving yourself over to another authority. In other words, when you get a passport, you become the property of the government. Just like when you accept Christ as Savior, you become God's property. Now, it's our responsibility if, 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 if I become God's property and under God's rule and under God's authority, then I need to act like I'm under God's rule and under God's authority. I no longer have my own mind. I no longer have my own ideas. I no longer have uh, uh, a plan. I no longer have my plan. It's the plan of God for my life. So I have to, I have to transfer, transfer or trade my life for him. The Bible said in, in, in 1 Corinthians 5, 17, another very familiar passage of Scripture, therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. The problem with the body of Christ in many, in large part, once again, is we have not become new. How do you become new, Brother Purcell? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, here, now, excuse me. There it is again. Now we have to check, see, uh, one of my pastor friends here in Cincinnati says, um, change the way you think so you can change the way you live. So, what God is trying to do in, in the believer is uh, change his, his or her way of thinking. Change his or her way of thinking. Now let me digress for a minute. We talked about how we gave over or uh, we, we, we reduced God's original program of kingdom authority to religion, 
otherwise known as Christianity. Now, let me give you the, the, the definition of Christianity. Okay? Christianity is a religion. And religion is the worship of a deity through a set of beliefs expressed through a set of rituals and customs and rites producing sectarian distinction on a unique group of people. Now, does that sound familiar? Does that, does that sound familiar to anyone? Christianity is a religion, and a religion is the worship of a deity through a set of beliefs expressed through a set of rituals, customs, and rites producing sectarian distinction on a unique group of people. Let's just look at the body of Christ. That's true. Okay? Let's just look at the body of Christ for a minute. Okay, let's look at the Pentecostal church, okay? The Pentecostal church has a very distinct uh, set of beliefs. One is, or Pentecostal slash apostolic, one is uh, you're not saved unless you speak in tongues. You're not saved. You're not saved if you wear makeup. And pants. You think is you're not filled with the Holy Ghost? Is that what you meant to say, or you're not saved? You're not saved. You're definitely not saved if you ain't filled with the Holy Ghost. But they say, well, yeah, you're right. On that, on that, they say you're not filled with the Holy Ghost if you don't speak in tongues. That's not that's 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 an untruth. They say if you wear red lipstick and pants or clothes, or clothes that fit your shape, then you're operating under a Jezebel spirit. Okay? Does that sound like some expressed some a set of beliefs, a set of rituals, customs? We, yeah. we don't do it that way. We don't, yeah, yeah. That's, that's religion. And what has happened is religion has taken over the Baptist. I came out of the Baptist church. Again, I ain't, I'm not bashing nobody. This is, the, this is true. This is my truth and my experience. The Baptist church taught us to do everything in moderation. Keep doing everything you're doing. Just don't overdo it. Okay, okay well, what do you consider overdoing it? Okay. Uh, the Bible said my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. What's, what's overdoing it? Okay, if you drink, if you if you used to drink in a 12-pack, 12 12-pack, 12 man, cut it back to six. Cut it back. Don't overdo it. I ain't making this up, y'all. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. My mother comes out of the Baptist church. I used to go and visit with her a time. Time and time and time again And because I was a preacher I would have to sit in the pulpit with the preacher Or I would have to stay in the back room With the preachers before they come out 
and we would always come out after the service had started to make an entrance. But while we were sitting, my, this is my experience, while we were sitting in that back room back there, you would have the pastor of that church making a mockery of the Holy Ghost. He would say things like this. Man, you better be careful. You must not be catch the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and we sitting back there waiting to come out. I ain't making it up, man. I'm not making it up. This stuff, this stuff slips my belly. We got churches who are okay with uh, the pastor sleeping with everybody in the congregation. Well, he a man, ain't he? That's what men do. What men are you talking about? How how is that acceptable as a believer in the house of prayer? How is that acceptable? How is this man not being rebuked? How are we how how have we become so accepting? We have so watered down this gospel. Dr. Iona Locke used to say this all the time. She talked about how we used to, how we were handing down a weak gospel to our children. We're handing down a weak gospel to our children. And I, and I agree with that. I agree with that because we have so watered down the principles of God. We've so watered down uh, the 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 the, uh, the ways of Christ. We've accepted a way, or we've replaced the way with a way. That's what's happening in the body of Christ. It always baffles me how we can have churches on every corner, in every uh, every major city in America. And they're all teaching a different gospel. The Bible said in Ephesians 4 and 5, I believe it is, that there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. The Bible that I've been reading is so clear and distinct in its values that we only can... Uh, we only can go against these values uh, because of our will. We have an incredible hope of a will that is chosen to do it their way. They've choose the chosen a slogan, and I don't even think Burger King got this slogan no more, but you can have it your way. Or was that uh, McDonald's? No, that was Burger King. You can have it your way. This is the attitude that the believer has today. Well, God, and and what what you hear is, well, God knows my heart. And you know what? You're absolutely right. He knows that your heart is wicked and inherently deceitful. Yep, he absolutely knows that. So you are absolutely right. But should sin abound, 
God forbid. We have taken on a position that is dangerous. We are in a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous position. One of my other questions was, is the body of Christ advancing the kingdom of God? These are questions you can ask when we open the lines up. Is the body of Christ really advancing the kingdom of God? Can you really see a difference in the body of Christ or in the earth as a a result of the body of Christ moving throughout the generation? Can you really see any advancement for the kingdom of God? Well, I would endeavor to say absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because we don't even understand kingdom. We don't fully understand kingdom. Again, a kingdom is governed by a king. And the way I understand it, I realize I grew up in a democracy. Yeah, I know. I understand. So it's very difficult for me to understand kingdom authority. But I understand. I have common sense enough to know that if I'm under under a king's rule, then I know that whatever the king says, that's what it is. Somehow, we've gotten away from that. Somehow, we've not even considered that as the body of Christ. This is how we're ordaining uh, homosexual pastors. We've got Purcell, uh, can you hear me yeah, okay? Yeah. Just really quick, I, I just wanted to just uh, just just jump in and do a station identification again. Everybody, you tune to the Fossil Soul Network. We have Purcell Purcell talking about the state of the body of Christ. We have on the lines Brother Ellisho Ellison. Have on the line also um, uh, Brother John, uh, normal calls John Clark, as well as Kenwin Castleberry. All right, and Purcell will bring them on after he comes to a pause. Everybody's line is open. They're more they're more than welcome to say one one or two words here and there, but they're going to hold their comments to he um, he's going to take comments or question after he comes to a pause. Go right here, brother. Okay, so I, I'm coming. I'm coming to. I'm coming to that pause. Um, but I have to touch this. I have to touch this. I said earlier on, I believe, that we are more concerned in the body of Christ about membership than we are citizenship. See, what I understand about membership is if somebody gives me a membership, then they can take it away. But a citizenship is where the power comes from. Why? Because, once again, I explained to you earlier that when you receive a passport or when you receive Christ, you then become or transfer your uh, citizenship to another authority, that authority being Christ, which in turn gives you that same authority. 
as a citizen. Okay. But our issue in the body of Christ is we're more concerned about membership. We're more concerned about the numbers, the number of people in our congregation. We're not concerned about the relationship that they have with the Father. We're not concerned about uh, how their life has been changed. Uh, We're not concerned about um, their their prosperity. Uh, We're not concerned about the things that are concerned. We're not concerned about the things that God is concerned about. Concerning them It has become a very selfish Very selfish uh, Place This is why we have to change the way we think We change the way we think We change the way we live This is what uh, The the goal of God Of Christ is Or God is to, To Change the way we think Because the ultimate goal Was for us to rule on earth Through our relationship with him That's the ultimate goal But what has happened is We have, we have removed him From the equation Let me digress back to the script To my scripture For thought life Ye are the salt of the earth And if the salt lose his savor Listen to how the scripture is worded. I had to read this scripture a number of times too, just to, just to get it for, for for the Holy Ghost to download it and make it plain for me. But ye are the salt of the earth. You, me, us, we're the salt. And then the scripture said, but if the salt, if you and I lose his favor, if we lose sight, of his place in our life If we lose sight of that Which I believe is what we've done On a large scale If we lose sight Of who he is Then we have completely Removed the savor Or the saltiness This is why Salt Life Kingdom Ministries' mission is to bring the saltiness back. We got to get the saltiness back. If we plan to impact the earth in any way, shape, or form, we have to. We have to get back to kingdom concept. The kingdom concept is the foundation of the Bible for all scripture. Kingdom concept is necessary for correct interpretation and application of scripture. It's necessary. Kingdom concepts are the foundation throughout the scripture. Calvary is not the gospel. We have got to get back faith of God. People of God 
believers of Christ, followers of Christ. We have got to get back to our kingdom authority. We have got to get it back. Otherwise, we are going to continue to fall prey because we can only destroy Satan's kingdom from a kingdom perspective. Religion can't destroy a kingdom. Good God Almighty. Religion cannot tear down the walls of of a demonic kingdom. Religion can't do it. Only a kingdom can destroy another kingdom. What say you? That was good, brother. That was good. What say you, Well, I, what I would like to do before even the co-host say, because I'm, you know, uh, it's nine fifteen. We'll take a little short break, and we're going to come back with comments. Is that okay with you, Purcell? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And the only reason why I'm saying it, y'all, because my boys, you know, trust me, I need to take a break. Okay. So we'll take a little short break, and we're going to come back in from the co-host on the state of the body of Christ. We'll be right back, everybody. Again, you've tuned into the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I really, really, really thank you for your time tonight. We got folks on the phone lines and in the chat room. I will actually, I can't say that yet. I haven't looked in the chat room, so please forgive me. I haven't even looked to be honest. But normally, if there's people in the chat room, you have questions or comments, please type your questions, and we get to them as soon as possible. If you have a question for our guests. Or the co-hosts, after they speak, uh, press 1 on the phone lines, okay? If you want to get on action, you listen online, remember you got to call the phone number, uh, 914-205-5590. Uh, we'll be right back with Purcell Poche and State of the Body of Christ. Never known you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful in your name. All of my life, I never known you to fail. You remain the same and wonderful is your name. Oh. All of my life, I never known you to fail. You remain the same. Wonderful is.
in mind, um, let's, let me give you a B clause of that uh, government, um, that government uh, definition, uh, I mean, a kingdom definition, I'm sorry, kingdom is also government impacting a territory. The government impacting a territory is the king, the king. So, um, and again, Many of us can't relate to this type of uh, talk because we grew up in a uh, democracy. So we don't understand kingdom rule, which is why we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. That we may prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. We have to be transformed in order to get it. We have to be transformed. So we want to open up the lines at this point. Um, There's a lot to be covered. I didn't cover or didn't even introduce all of the questions uh, that I had. We did. We touched a little bit this re- this religion versus relationship. We touched that a little bit. Um, I don't think we touched uh, the, the great falling away. If you recognize, if you're a part of the body of Christ at all, then you recognize uh, several. Uh, the ones that started out with us are no longer with us. Um, we did touch a little bit the why is there so much division amongst the followers of Christ? Why is there so much division amongst the followers of Christ? I really want to drive that home. I really would like to hear what my co-hosts have to say uh, in that area. So if we could start there. If we could start with why is there so much division amongst the followers of Christ? Uh, if we can go with about three minutes um, of your view, uh, we can, we're going to touch it several times. So three minutes is just gives everybody an opportunity to uh, have a say. Um, so okay. let's start with, uh, let's, let, let's start with, uh, I think you said, I, I think I heard you say that, uh, my sister Eliana was on the line. Is that so? No, I didn't mention Eliana at all. Uh, we have uh, oh, brother. Okay. Uh, we have uh, brother Kenwin Casaberry, brother John, and brother uh, Ella Shue in the house. Those are those let's, are. Let's co-hosts. start with. Let's start with. Let's start with brother Kenwin. Let's start with. What say you, my brother? Brother Kenwin. I know chances. I know chances all right. are here coming. <laughs> Everybody's line is open. Everybody's line is open. So go right here, Brother Kenwin. All right, Shalom, Shalom, family. The state of the uh, uh, body of Christ. Uh, well, yeah, it's 
definitely been deteriorating. Uh, uh, it's prophesied to get any worse. And I guess your question is, uh, uh, how worse is it yet or how close we are to prophecy, the famine of the uh, scriptures, family, uh, uh, just a great famine uh, for knowledge of the Most High and the price is coming. Um so uh, I guess your question is kind of steering toward how close are we are to that being fulfilled. Um, the definitely the body of. Away. What's that? Wait, what was that? What was that you said? I was just, I was just, I was just letting Brother Kimmel know that his actual question was, why is there so much division in the body oh. of Christ? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah, it's definitely uh, uh, a lot of cheats. Um, everybody want to be a chief instead of an Indian. Um, there's so much different uh, opinions, interpretations of the scriptures, and that's in cause lead to uh, different divisions. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm, that's my take on it, brother. I'm going to go and pass the mic on that. All right, Brother John, what say you? Yeah, um, I think that it's indicative of just the fact that you have people while they're born again, that's a spirit that's been born again and that spirit lives within the flesh and that flesh still has a a say-so, so so to speak, in our everyday life. And the example that I'll give is in the the New Testament, um, you had division with uh, Paul, and I believe it was Silas, uh, in reference to John Mark. Uh, Paul didn't want John Mark to go on the, on the next journey because he kind of punked out on the last journey, <laughs> as I paraphrase. And, okay. And that the division between them was so sharp that they basically went for separate ways. Now, that's not to say that one one ultimately went, went to heaven, the other one went to hell. No. It just simply meant they they didn't reconcile that given issue. Obviously, we know about the Jerusalem Council when it was dealing with Paul and Barnabas, I believe it was, and how they approached the Gentiles. That was that was worthy of being stoned, dang near in Israel, just dealing with a Gentile in any manner. However, they were able to reconcile their differences when they got to the Jerusalem Council and take that good news back to the Gentiles that, hey, you don't have to be circumcised and you don't have to try to keep these all of these laws. You just need to do these couple of laws here, which they were already predisposed to do, and you're good. So I think that um, even in the Old Testament with obvious men of God, there was already uh, instances of division. And um, I think our time is no different. It, it definitely is. There's a quite a bit more division taking place now uh, to the degree that you have entire new uh, denominations or churches within a church. It does not exactly. mean that one denomination. Uh, it doesn't mean, and to me, this is kind of the good news. It doesn't mean that one denomination has it all wrong and they're the ones who are are not going to make it into heaven, and another denomination has it all right, and they're the ones who are going to make it. No, they normally are divided on certain teachings, and and you can best believe that 
someone at some point in time got a revelation that was so specific and and so they were able to relay that to the people that they were dealing with that they latched on to that revelation and created their own church dealing with the specifics of that revelation, such as the Baptist, such as the Pentecostal. There's certain revelations that were that started those denominations. But at the end of the day, a revelation does not a kingdom make. That kingdom is has a king, and that king will deliver revelation to the people who press into him. And so mm-hmm. um, there's division. It, for me, it's to be expected because, you know, we have not received our spiritual bodies yet. We're still dealing with these fleshly bodies. And as Paul stated, there's a war that goes on within these fleshly bodies. When he tries to do the right thing, he finds another law that's working within his body, which is that that flesh warring against his spirit. And so, yeah, the, the, the good news is, is that on the day of Pentecost, there wasn't one additional saint added or one saint shorted. The exact number of saints that were to be added that day were added. And so in the kingdom today, the saints are being added. We may not be aware of it, but they're being added. And when we get to the point that all of the saints who knew God prior to the foundations of this world, when we get to the point where they've all been added, you'll see a new, a, a new, uh, I'll call it age, coming into existence. Okay. And I move okay. on. All right. Uh, Brother Elishua, what say you? And I want to extend this a little bit. I want to, uh, I guess, uh, add um, how is it uh, with such division, how is it that uh, we can advance, or how is it that we advance the kingdom of God, or uh, do you see uh, any advancement in the kingdom of God? I, I don't. I don't. Um, I think we got to get to a place of agreement. When we come to a place of agreement. Uh, into the unity of the faith, I think that's when you'll begin to see the actual shift. Um, so what say you, uh, Brother Elishua? Well, um, I'm looking at the time before I start. Okay. <laughs> Real quickly, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures in regard to division. Because let's be very clear. That it's not the Most High's will that we be divided, basically in any form or fashion. Now, right. Romans sixteen seventeen, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division, and offenses and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. Remember, these are things that cause offenses, divisions, things that are contrary to the doctrine which you have learned. First Corinthians, first one and two. Chapter 1, verse 10. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yahweh Shad HaMashiach, that you all seek the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind 
and in the same judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 3 and 3. For you are yet carnal. And this is what we have that carnality. This is what, this is yeah. what, when you have division among people, and I don't know if this is me, echo, Seth, do you have an echo coming from me? No, that's somebody moving around. Everybody meet us. Unless it's per sale. Everybody else meet me. Meet us, please. I, you know, I think that might be my phone. I'm only one room away from L, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself on mute. See if that helps. All right. Okay. <clears throat> don't, don't forget y'all okay. per sale extent. Per sale put another question out there. Probably should go back to Bubby okay. King when question. Per sale, you may want to yeah, look at yeah, yeah. Uh, Go ahead. So so for you it says first Corinthians ten three. Says, well, you are yet cornal, for where there is among you envy and strife and divisions, you are yet not cornal, and walk as men. As I, Paul, are you actually demanding of us to walk above being men? I think you are, but we'll get to that. But first of all, First Corinthians eleven eighteen. But first of all, when you come together in the church, I have that the divisions among you, and I partly believe it. Um. There's a there's two things that are irrefutable. Two things that are not left up to interpretation, personal interpretation. Those two things are prophecy and the law. I'll say it again. There are two things that are not left to the believer's personal interpretation. So therefore you cannot derive division or strife based upon a differences of opinion because they are not up to personal interpretation. They are as they are written and as they are stated, and we have to decipher them accordingly. They are the law and the prophecy. Last mm-hmm. scripture, and then I'll turn it back over here. Second Thessalonians, and this is what Brother Purcell spoke about when he talked about the falling of the way, falling away. And he's going to give you, he's going to give you the reason. Why there's a falling away, and even why there is division. First Thessalonians, I'm sorry, Second Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse one, and it reads, "Thou therefore, my son, being strong in the grace of I, uh, and the grace that is in Yahushad Hamashiach, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also." Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Yahweh Shad Hamashiach. No man that wars entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Hold up, that is not the right scripture. Can't be. Oh, I'm in Second Timothy. You all, please forgive me. I recognize right away I was in the wrong passage there. Second okay. Thessalonians. Uh, okay, now, Second Thessalonians 2 and 1. Now, I beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, as though the day of Christ is at hand. He's speaking about what the church referred to as the rapture and the Bible calls being caught up. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall come, except that there come a great falling away first. And then that man of sin, the son of perdition, whom we commonly refer to as the Antichrist, and that he be revealed. 
So you see, the gray falling away is associated with the appearance of the son of perdition, who so opposes exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worship, or that he is God that sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself to be God. Now, remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things, and now you know that withholdeth he that might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity do already work. Only he now that letteth will let it until he be taken out of the way. The mystery of iniquity. This is a scripture that has puzzled many people, but it's actually very clear when you deal with the word, and the key phrase is the word iniquity. Verse 8, and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and destroy. Now, this is the reason. Verse 9, verse 10, and with all the feebleness of unrighteousness them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be Say, Christian tradition has isolated and made salvation based simply upon a prayer when the Bible does not endorse or promote that. That is strictly Christian propaganda. I'm going to hit you with another phrase yep. that is Christian propaganda, and you'll see why I come first. It's so difficult for people to see that Christ, that Hamashiach, the Messiah, did not preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He did not preach the gospel of grace. He preached the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's right. That's right. And so it says here, and it says in verse 10, and the deceitfulness of righteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, this is where we're at with a lot of people. Elohim shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned to believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Yeah. Now, the reason why I come is because we have nothing and no belief system to solidify us and unify us as in one accord. He said, be of one mind. That means be of one thought process, of one belief system. But we do not have that because you clearly just showed it in the beginning when you read a definition. Christianity is a religion. Is that yeah. not what you said? Is that not what you read, the definition of Christianity? Did it not say it's a religion? That's right. And a religion and the kingdom is, is the worship not a of a religion. deity. Right. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is not a religion. Now, I'm going to turn the mic right. over. And I'll, I'll answer the response to the last part of your question when it comes back to me. But here's the things to consider. You use the word kingdom, government, rulership, authority. I have one last question, and that's a question to you and to everybody else after we've answered your, your, your secondary question is this. How can you have a kingdom, authority, government, rulership without law? Back to you. Well, I'll tell you like this, and we're gonna before, before we're gonna go you, back to we're gonna go back to Brother Kenwin in a second here. Well, before you go to Brother Kenwin, I wanted to hop in there real quick. I'm oh, come on, watching man. the boys, but I did want to comment really quickly. Uh, uh, but before I say that, I'm doing station identification again. Everybody, you tune to the Fast Song Network. This is Brother Seth with uh, Brother Purcell Porsche. Actually, is 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 who's doing the show tonight? 
And we're talking about the state of the body of Christ, if you tuned in all late. And uh, that was Elishua Israel just spoke. Uh, prior to that, that was Brother uh, John. Prior to that, uh, Brother Kenwin Casabere also spoke. I just want to say this, Purcell, the good news, kind of like what John was saying, a little bit I'll pick it back up of something he was saying. It is happening. People are being born again and so forth. You know, we sometimes in America uh, do what uh, uh, we think we're the authority, and we think what we see in America or whatever these people tell us, that's the way it is. And I just don't buy nothing these people say, especially if I can hear, especially, no, no disrespect to Christian television because it's nothing wrong with believers having a network and spreading the truth. It's nothing wrong with that, as long as it's the truth. And as long as they ain't got no images that that's preaching a lie behind them. But uh, there are people come to the Father. Our faith is very, very strong outside of the U.S. In the wealth, the world, we have to remember we're in the wealthiest nation. So a lot of people ha- can buy their way out of asking the Father for something. It's like my aunt. Uh, my uh, aunt, who's a minister, she said something. She said the father told her, uh, teach your grandkids about me because a lot of them feel like they don't need me because you give them everything they need. Think about that for a minute. When we was coming up, our parents can give us everything we needed. So we, there were, we had to rely on the father for some things. Now, mm-hmm. you don't have to need, as far as material things, they don't need the Father. We need the Father for material things and intangible things. Now they don't need the Father for material things. They need the Father for intangible things. But in the outside of America, the richest nation, one of the richest nations, where you see what so-called third world, which somebody called them that. We shouldn't even use that lingo. But in other nations, what I'm trying to say is things are harder and they have to trust the Father. They have to get a miracle, just like we had to get a miracle. In slavery, uh, those of us that was that became born again and got a hold of the truth, we needed a miracle. We needed to use our angels. These people was crazy. We needed uh, a miracles to protect us in the sixties from from racists. Now we're marrying whites, so-called whites. So what's happening is we think the church is this crippled, barely-making-it institution. But if you go outside of America, and I know that white supremacy is spread throughout the whole earth, but everywhere don't have TVs and the Internet. I know a friend of mine's right now, she's in Eritrea, she went home. They don't have the Internet. So they got a pure form of... Of, uh, of the gospel Ethiopia A lot of them parts of it have a pure form There's People in China that's Really seeking the father They have a pure form So there is a revival In the earth I believe I just don't think we see it And we just got to know by the spirit Whatever the father says is going to happen It's going to happen We just can't see it But we just got to know and be encouraged It's happening that's why America has to be humble, because it's not happening here like Purcell is saying, like we like it needs to be. We have a pseudo, we have a, a weird way of worshiping the Father. We see him almost like a genie, you know. 
And I don't have any problem with that song we open up with, but everybody else just want to be blessed, 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 blessed. And nobody want to suffer for Christ. Yes, everybody needs to be blessed. Everybody needs their needs met. I understand. But even if you have all your needs met, you still can suffer for the name of Christ. So that's all I want to say, Purcell. It's just I think it's greater news about the body of Christ outside of the West. That means European countries. Go ahead, brother. Chef, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up about that song. You actually, uh, you've actually gone to that song uh, a couple of different times, and I want to share why I chose that song. In, in, in my opinion, that song is a kingdom song because if you look at, if you listen to some of the words, it's not. Bless me, bless me. One of the apex scriptures was, or not scripture, I'm sorry, verses was make sure everyone around me has everything they need. So he, in a sense, this is one of one of the one of the, the few songs that I actually like that Kurt Franklin actually put together. Um, because it speaks to uh, the totality of the will of God for the believer. And that is for us to take care of one another. I started out the broadcast by saying that I can't be blessed and my brothers and sisters are not blessed. I can't consider myself blessed as a kingdom citizen. As a kingdom citizen Who is supposed to have Everything in common I can't be living high on the hall And my next door neighbor Is scrapping for, for, for pennies If we, if we and are Priscilla, you know why, Believers And huh? Priscilla, you know why You know why people You know why people think that way In the kingdom And, 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 the, and, and, and well I would just say I'll just use Christianity as a phrase do you know why people think that way? Because we have brought into a mind in regard, in regard to the scriptures that is not there. The phrase personal relationship, when you see the Messiah speaking in the, in the Gospels, he's not speaking to an individual. He's speaking to a nation. He's speaking That's to a right. kingdom. When you That's go and right. you talk about, and when, and when Paul talks about which people, a lot of people say should probably be the first book of the Bible because it talks about the new creation church. When you see Paul talking about those Gentiles who have not come into the faith, what does he say? He says, now you become a part of the commonwealth of Israel. Commonwealth. That's a kingdom church. Yeah, the commonwealth. But you, you use the phrase the commonwealth of Israel because if I could, yeah. it's a tale of two kingdoms. There's a physical kingdom and yes. there's a spiritual kingdom. The Bible says in the New Testament that the things in the Old Testament are types and shadows for our learning, for our education. And so what did he do in order to build the kingdom, to build the nation? He gave law. There is no nation that is sustainable that does not have laws. Laws govern a nation. And, and the last comment that I would like to make on this in regards to the answer to it is to turn over to the basis, the basic scripture for the foundation of your ministry, which is salt life. 
Well, when you read that scripture, it talks about the division. It talks about being salt and light. And remember that when the Messiah is speaking, he is not speaking in chapters and verse. He is giving a discourse, and one thing is connected to the other. And immediately after he goes to the point where it says salt and light in Matthew chapter 5, it mm-hmm. says this. And I'll read it so people don't think I'm trying to put things together. Because what we deal, we deal with mental strongholds. And our strongholds are informed by the teachings that we've gotten, the doctrines that we receive, uh, the emphasis that we receive from the media. And what they do is they build arguments against the truth. That's where the stronghold is. And so that when we hear the right. truth, we are, we, what, what happens is that we actually sometimes we become negative and even to the point we can become hostile in our disposition against the truth because we have presuppositions, things that we presuppose to be truth, and we're so rooted in them, and anything that comes contrary, it makes us feel uncomfortable, and we don't want to let it go. Like I heard the phrase, matter of fact, just a point from last week, and it says, how can we please the Father with so many laws? That right. thought really intrigued me. That thought intrigued me, so the first thing I did is I went to my computer, and I pulled up how many laws or ordinances in the city of Fort Worth just alone, over 2,000. We wrestled over supposedly 613 when it's not 613. That's the emphasis that comes from the Jewish community, from the religion of Judaism. But we wrestled over that. But yet in John, the chapter, it says that the law of God, the commandments of God are not grievous. And then Christ even told you, take, your, take, 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 what it says, it says, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is right. easy and my burden is light. Because through me, now what you're going to have is the entrance of the Holy Spirit who is going to empower you and give you the grace to be obedient to that which God mm-hmm. commands. So mm-hmm. we can take my yoke upon now. you read, and right? learn of me. And learn right, of me. Exactly. So let's forget read. about that part. Yeah, he says, he says, and learn of me. Well, what is he? He is the Logos. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word is God. So it's real simple. He That's is right. the Logos. And from the Logos, right. we get the very thing. We get the very thing in this culture that we reject. Because anytime when you're reading the New Testament, it's talking about the Word. It is not talking about the New Testament. It's not talking about the Even New in Paul, Paul, Paul telling Timothy, when Paul told Timothy, when he said that these things, he said about the, the, the man of God is able to build up in righteousness, and we're talking about the Scriptures, that's not talking about the New Testament. So let's read what Jesus said, because I think his words are sure. And many times because of our presuppositions, we insert things into his words that are not actually there. Matthew chapter 13, 18. Hear you therefore the parable of the sower. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a, the wrong. Zach chapter 5, verse 13. I went to 13, right. verse 5. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But uh-huh. if the salt has lost its savior, wherewith should it oh, be salt? Uh-huh. It is this it is for good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden down underfoot of men. You are That's the light right. of the mm-hmm. world. A city the that is set on a hill. Mm-hmm. Check out his terminology. Mm-hmm. A city, a city mm-hmm. that is set on a hill cannot mm-hmm. be hid. Neither do That's men right. light a candle and put it under a bushel, but are on a candlestick and it giveth light to all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that you may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. 
I've come not to destroy, but to fulfill. And what did he fulfill? Right. He fulfilled. He fulfilled the call. He fulfilled, he was that Passover lamb. That's it right. says that no man can come to right. the Father except for my Christ. That puzzled me for years. When he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light, and no man comes to the Father except for by me, for, for a long time I couldn't understand that. I went to a school of theology and still could not grasp completely what he was meaning when you said that no man can come into the Father except for by me. But guess what? I picked up a book called Old Testament Survey. And when I picked up the book called Old Testament Survey, I understood that, what, that Christ was making that statement based upon the law. Because he was and he's the, door. the Passover lamb. Uh, let me just interrupt. Let me interrupt here for a second. LSU, I was waiting on a pause. Okay, let me just interrupt you just for a second. We have a hand that's up. So, uh, Purcell, let's go to just the let hand. me know what you want to do let's about go to that. The hand. Let's go to the hand. Let's go to the hand. And hold your, okay. hold your thought, LSU, but let's go to the hand. Okay. Going to the phone lines. Uh, let's see here if I can get this done here. Going to the phone lines, <clears throat> Erico 513-602-7575. Go ahead and uh, hold on one second. One second, everybody here. Oh, this is Arlene. Okay. All right. Uh, Erica 513602, go ahead with your comment. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's just, hey, uh, hey, how you doing? You guys are, you guys are amazing. <laughs> and uh, this topic is near and dear to my heart. I'm a student. Awesome. I am a student. Uh, understanding my citizenship in the kingdom, and it's something yeah. that's near and dear and dear to my heart, and, and I have to fight to hold on uh, and to continue to grow in that revelation and understanding uh, yeah. because I believe the enemy definitely wants to keep us from this understanding. Um, and right. I appreciate everybody sharing. Um, but I'd like to say this as far as religion. Religion mm-hmm. is when people... Uh, shrink back and allow someone else to spend uh, that time with God, the Most High, uh, do the sacrifice, count the cost or whatever, so that they can hear what God is saying, and then they wear that person out. And so that's kind of uh, like in the Old Testament. Remember, the Holy Spirit wasn't indwelling. The Spirit of God uh, was in the temple, was in the mountain, and just leaders were able to go and convene with him, and then they would come and share with the people. And the people were happy with that. And it seems like Mm -hmm. we've continued on with that, even though Christ came and gave us the Holy Spirit to indwell each and every one of us. But we have to give up our passivity. We have to give up our, you know, looking to leadership for everything. And we have to take ownership of our own individual relationship and say, you know what, I'm responsible for everything that's in my realm, uh, in, in my scope. And I'm to be an ambassador representing the kingdom in this area, in this dominion, in this district, and own that and wear it. And that means I can't just ascribe to a leader. I have to do my own due diligence. And people don't want to do that. So it's easier to be a part of a religion, to be a part of a membership, uh, to just sort of show up and see what somebody else has uh, inquired of God and received. And so it's kind of like, you know, warmed up milk or whatever. But each one of us is required to uh, interact 
to yield to the Holy Spirit, to listen to God, and, and to represent his kingdom, to take up that authority that Christ died to give each and every one of us, to have dominion in this earth. And it's something that we have to study, we have to pray about, and we have to pick up that sword, and we have to fight. Uh, I believe that anything uh, that we will tolerate in this earth will happen until we decide that we're going to use our authority and we're going to make heaven come to earth. It says, you know, let your, um, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We are the ones to bring that here. So that's all I wanted to share. I love this topic. I thank you all for being a part of it. And, and that, that was so awesome and so eloquently put. And um, she, she is she's spot on with that, as, um, in my opinion. She's spot on with that because when you were sharing, Elishua, and you were talking about how uh, people get stuck in what they've learned and what they've heard and all of that type of stuff, this is why I'm such a firm, um, staunch believer in Second Timothy 2 and 15. And this is why also I believe God wrote this, this scripture on the table of my heart the way, he did, the way that he did. This is absolutely the very first scripture that I learned and that God um, actually uh, spoke to my heart and wrote on my heart um, um, is 2 Timothy 2 and 15, study to show yourself approved, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And she is absolutely right. She, she hit on so many things, um, so many passionate areas for me, which is one is contending for the faith. We have to contend for the faith. How do we contend for the faith? We contend for the faith as representatives. And we have, we have to be a good representative. We can't just represent, you know, like just show up to church every week and not, um, not contribute. That's the thing. That was one of my one of my questions. Are we advancing the kingdom? Are we advancing the kingdom? Are we are we in other words, are we making an impact in the earth? I know you all get tired of hearing me refer to this whole, this whole homosexual movement. But I cannot get a, I cannot get away from how quickly they actually came together as one organism. And they have literally, literally flipped this world upside down. They came on the because scene they, because and they said, are, we will not they are of one be mind. They are denied. They are of one they mind. They are of one mind. They are unified. They are of one mind. They are unified. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a sad, sad commentary in my opinion, when we serve the hope of glory, we serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We serve the Prince of Peace and the Rose of Sharon. We serve the Lily of the Valley, the bright and morning star, and we can't come together as one organism and one body and impact this earth, impact this nation, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and we can't impact this nation 
that that my friends is the thing that drives me nuts. That drives me nuts. That's why this topic is seared into my mind. It's seared into my mind. We we supposed to be all brothers and sisters in Christ. But we still have I was just talking to my wife the other day. We have a radio station here called 104. It's 104.3. It's called, um, um, name is, uh, love, something love, something love. It's a gospel. It's not a gospel. It's a Christian, quote unquote, Christian radio station. My wife and I was riding the other day and I had this station on and I said to my wife, I said, babe, why you why you think they don't never play no black artists? We have racism within the body of Christ that's so blatant that it's sad to be associated with the body of Christ. Well, I know somebody's gonna say, Well, the blacks and the whites not supposed to come together. That's a lie from the pit. Jesus came that all might be saved. All. All. And, he went and, that and, no and, man would perish. And Purcell, please forgive me for interrupting. But, folks, this is right at the hour, and I have to do this. Some of y'all listening online, and you're loving what you're hearing. Phone lines. Uh, we got people on the phone lines again. Press 1 if you want to comment. But those of you listening online, if you want to continue listening to this dialogue, this wrap up here in a, in a little bit, you must call the phone number, okay? Those of you that's listening online, your show is going to shut off here, or the show is going to shut off for you in less than 60 seconds. So you must call the phone line. All right, that's 914-205-5590. One more time, 914-205-5590. If you're on the phone line, stay put, don't do anything. If you're in the chat room, you can't ask questions. We'll get to those questions as soon as possible. Go right ahead, brother. All right, listen, if, listen. I, I am just passionate in this area, man, because I, I just, I feel like we're failing. I feel like we are failing. Um, I feel like we're failing um, this nation. We're failing this nation. We have fallen uh, short of representing God's kingdom. We have fallen way short, and it, and it saddens me. It grieves me. It grieves my spirit to think. And, and I'm telling you, I really hate. I really hate to uh, refer to them, but this movement. I'm telling you, man. I ain't homophobic, none of that crap. But I, it, it just bothers me how how they were able to do it. I mean you can't cut you can't turn on the television you can't turn on the cartoon. And it so, not be so of, uh, I have a question. I have a question. Here's the I question mean, is and and this is the question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Ella Shua. Hold on, hold on real quick, okay. Ella Shua. Seth, did you say we had hands or do or did you say we had hands up? Because I definitely want to get to them. Yes. Did yes. you say 
We have hands up? No. Okay, okay, okay. LSU, go ahead with your thought there. I thought you said we had hands Yeah, I would say this. United States is the freest country on the face of the planet Earth to preach the gospel. But yet, we find ourselves in this situation. And there's no need to attempt to try to find a solution until we can actually first ascertain as to what's the problem. And the problem is, it's real simple. Evidence shows. Evidence shows. When you have homosexual, when you look at the scriptures and you look at the incidents where homosexuality is manifested, it is not when a country has is beginning to fall away from the truth. Once homosexuality becomes a prominent thing within the culture, at that point, that culture has fallen all the way from the truth. And that's exactly what is taking place in this nation. A few weeks ago, we were talking about the issue of, Israel, of, 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 of the Jews and, and everything that took place. One of the things that a lot of people are not aware of, because it's important that this nation paints Hitler as the, just a monster, but they do not give accreditation for the things that he actually did, it's the reason why come Germany had the most wealthiest economy on the planet at the time prior to World War I. Well, Hitler did two things in order to bring that about. One thing is he did is he outlawed immorality. That means porn, bars, movies, anything of that sort, he shut it down. Incidentally, ironically, the people who were producing the most of that and providing most of that was the Jewish community. And he cut out And they were under rates. a totalitarian government, correct? Right, and, and he cut out interest rates. And there's nothing wrong with a totalitarian government if the totalitarian government is being governed by the emphasis of righteousness and truth, because that's what the kingdom of God is. It is a totalitarian government. You do not have a voice in it. Right. And a lot of, right. Christians, and a lot of Christians believe that they have a voice in it. You do not have a voice in it, and the scripture is not left up to your personal interpretation to determine what is morality. He gave you the Ten Commandments. He gave you a law for that. And because we have rejected his law, the church, in the, the church in America is no different from Israel, and why come Israel is in the condition that it's in? It is no different from Israel when the Romans were occupying that land, and when the Messiah was about to give into his, go into his passion, he told them, he said this, he said, because of your disobedience, because you have rejected the law, what is going to happen to you is you're going to be captives and you're going to be taken slaves to the four corners of the world and Jerusalem is going to be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. It's real simple. The same thing that has us in bondage, the same thing that led and concluded in our being taken captives and being taken slaves to foreign lands is the same reason why come there's so division. That's the same reason why come the church is impotent in this nation. It's real simple. Impotent? Did you say law. impotent? Impotent. Impotent. Yeah, that means that, that it has no power. That's, because we have to Okay, we've fallen away from the very thing that sustained this country up until this point. Up until about that's 35 right. years ago, we re-mandated right. everything in our law. When you walked into the courtrooms, you would see it on the walls. It was a thing called the Ten Commandments. 
about 15 to 20 years ago, there was a move made to remove the Ten Commandments from courthouses and everything. And at the same time that that was taking place, through PBN and Daystar, there were ministers who were promoting that Christians no longer had to keep the commandments of God. Well, if you have no law, you have nothing to sustain you as a culture. You have nothing to sustain you as a society. That's why I come I do not ascribe to what I call the loose Christian gospel that says because I'm born again, as long as I submit to the spirit, then I do. I don't need to follow a commandment and this and that. I don't need that. Yes, you do. Because if you do that, guess what happens? Every man does just what we have in America. Every man does just what is right in his own eyes. The reality is it's real simple. We can ask this question and we can have this dialogue and we can have this diatribe for the next 10 years. But until we acknowledge that we have fallen away from a basic principle of the scriptures and get back to that, we will be in this situation. We will be in this circumstances. And we will prolong the Messiah's returning. Because he said when this gospel of the kingdom, not the gospel of Jesus Christ, not the gospel of grace, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached, Throughout all the earth and to all ethnicities, and then the end shall come. And as you stated so eloquently, as my mentor stated 25 years ago, Miles Monroe, God rest his soul. Until we do that, all we're doing is playing church and having religion. Because it's real simple. If, if, if there's something wrong with my everything It's like the scripture that says that in, in John it says that The commandments of God are not grievous He says they're not grievous So if they're grievous Why do we in this culture look at the commandments of God as grievous Because we're more oriented In the pursuit of happiness And that overrides The solitary The being sober minded that says that we have to comply with certain things in order to bring about the best. Like in this nation, about to think about, you know, so many laws. And I said it in, a, in, a, in the city of Fort Worth, there are over 200 ordinances. The moment I walk out that door, whether I'm conscious of it or not, I am under certain ordinances, but because I comply as law-abiding citizens, those things, that's why Paul said, to the man whose heart is pure, he said, you don't need a law. You just know to do right. You do the right thing. Because the truth compels you to do the right thing. So when Paul said, so when the scripture, when the, and think about this here. Why did he give us Ten Commandments in stone? Because he wanted something to solidify us and to unify us as a nation. And then when we come into the New Testament, he says, what am I going to do? I'm going to put my laws, my commandments, and my statutes, I'm going to put them in your heart and in your mind. Well, if he's putting them in our heart and our mind, why do when I come to Romans chapter 12, which you, which you eloquently quoted, it says, be no longer conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the exact same reason why come the moment that they hit Sinai, when they exited Egypt, the first thing ordered of the day was, hey, everybody take a seat. First thing you need to do is you're not going to do as the Egyptians did. We're going to be governed by a law, and that law should dictate everything that we do. Well, guess what? When you read the New Covenant, it has not changed. He just now, as a result of Christ's passion, what did he say I do? He said, I should send you a comforter. So on the day of Pentecost, what do we have happening? We have the, pen, we have the comforter showing up. And who does he show up to? He shows up to that physical nation. 
why he's manifesting the spiritual nation. Because who's present there? Israelites. And then he manifests that physical nation, which is submission to the eternal, to the, the, the eternal imperial viceroy of the kingdom of God, which is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is bringing to you and bringing to remembrance that which is in the word and his words from Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. That is the law of God. It is not just a chronicle of history. But we have moved so far away from it. And that's why I come we're in this situation and we're conditioned. And we can have these discussions for the next 10 years and until we submit. Just like the reason why from Israel is in, is in subjection and captivity. Until Israel, Israel repents and according to Deuteronomy and begin to keep the law again, we will be in captivity. But he says that he will be a sanctuary in the nations that I've driven you to. And that's what you see happening right now in this nation among a certain group of black people. He has become their sanctuary, and the law has changed their behavior. Yet there's a lot of people in the hood still doing things and doing crazy things. But there's a group of people who are abstaining from that. And what is keeping them from that is not only the law law that's in their spirit, because what they've done is they've made that, they've renewed their mind to that truth. To that reality. And I keep saying it like they say about Christ. It says that what is the greatest commandment? He didn't say what is the only commandment. He said what is the greatest commandment? If you have a greater commandment, you have a lesser commandment. And so he gave you the two primary commandments. And they do not come out of the Ten Commandments. They come out of Deuteronomy and they come out of Leviticus. To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and mind, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. These are the two greatest but nowhere did he say, because of those two greatest now, you can exclude the rest. Because all laws are not based in morality. How are you going to govern a nation with laws that's dead with morality? What about if I run a stop line, stop sign? Well, guess what? My dear Christian brothers and sisters, that which birthed me, I'll tell you, guess what? There's also more than two laws. Our laws govern more than our morality. And even in then, they're more governing morality. That's why I come and tell people, when you gather your harvest, leave the corners open for the poor. All of this is part of the law. And these are things that we've gotten away from. He says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. The Gentiles have inherited lies. We took our religion from them. They inherited lies. And they gave us the impetus by which we govern our churches. Do you know, brother, I mean, my, my, my dear brother, my beloved brother, Brother John, who's in the other room, whom love I love basically as close as my, as my own blood brother, he brought something to my attention one time. He said, it's real simple. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just this simple. He speaks, we obey. We have to comply with what he states. It is not left up to our personal interpretation to do that which is according to our own mindset. And if you live this, that's the reason why so many people in America do that. Because the way that Christianity is taught is that, yes, we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. But we are in a kingdom. And in a kingdom, you don't dictate the way it's governed. You submit to the way it's governed. And in this kingdom, it doesn't require a passport because there's only one entry. You must be born again. He said, Nicodemus, how do I enter into the kingdom? He said, you must be born again. 
And so in, in Matthew 5, 5, verse 17, and it says this, it says, unless your righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, you have no part in the kingdom of God. And all this conversation in the New Testament about a law that doesn't exist, a law that does not apply to us, why would John say that the transgression of the that, that sin is transgression of the commandment? And then he follows that right up and he says his commandments are not grievous. Why are we talking about the law in the New Testament is it's an obsolete thing and we're not required to follow it. We're the only people running around talking about we are members of a nation and of a kingdom, but we don't have laws that govern that kingdom. And the laws that we had uh, they're obsolete now. We no longer have to keep them. Brother Castleberry, how does Israel recover? How does Israel restore? What does the scripture say about how we restore? How do we get back in good graces with the most high? I'm sorry, brother. I had myself on uh mute. I'm multitasking y'all. Um, I've been kind of quiet tonight. Um, I'm driving and, uh, in Wyoming and, uh, Temperature is uh, seven degrees. <laughs> LSU, I'm just oh, kind of wow, brother. Uh, you be safe. Please be safe. Out there. Yes, sir. Please yes, take sir. Take your time. Be safe. No, my yes, question sir. was. Uh-huh. My question was, is that the Most High gave a mandate when Israel? He said this in Deuteronomy when Israel was he, when he spoke prophetically to Moses. He said, "In the latter days, you're going to fall away, and these things are going to happen to you." Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's not it's not meant to be for me tonight. Uh, I just I just kind of want to listen. I'm sorry about that, man. I am so <laughs> focused on what's going on, uh, what I got going on. I just kind of want to listen to y'all, man. Uh, sorry about that. I'm going to go and put my. No, you're good. You're good, brother Casper. It's time to put myself on mute. You're good. You're good. So. Everybody, it's time to wrap up the show. <laughs> uh, so, Purcell, just uh, go ahead and get finals from everybody. Elishua drop. He can't get back in. I'm, I can try to call him, uh, but uh, it's time to wrap up the show anyway. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Poor Purcell line is muted. Okay, Purcell, your line was muted. I apologize, my brother. I, I heard Elishua going in and so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've been saying for the last 10 minutes, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I apologize. Uh, All right, so why don't you no go ahead and comment on no what LSU was saying, and we can wrap up and get finals from John, and and, my, and uh, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Well, we can wrap up. We can go ahead and wrap up. Uh, John, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and wrap up. Uh, uh, that kind of threw me off being on mute because they couldn't hear. He couldn't hear. Ella Shua couldn't hear me saying anything to him, so don't worry about it. Uh, John, uh, yeah, man, I, 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 it's my fault. It's my fault because I talked to you and then I didn't put you back live, y'all. It's it's just a, it's a simple mistake. But uh, John, you're you're in the in there with Ella Shua. See if you can hand the phone to him and he wrap up in less than a minute. And you do no. Go ahead, go ahead and let John wrap up. Okay, go ahead, Ella brother Shua John. Said a mouthful. Let John wrap up. Well, here. Oh, if, okay, if I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm a. Considering L took all my time in the first place, I'm gonna allow him to wrap up. Oh my line, hold up. <laughs> hey, you No, my last. I'm sorry. All right. Go ahead. Uh, hey, uh, hey, brothers. Hey, brothers. I just want to say something real quick. That all you guys are uh, 
definitely throwing that knowledge out there. And uh, and I just want to say I'm listening. I'm taking it all in. And it's a very, very powerful show tonight. All right. I thank you all. Shalom, shalom. All right. Shalom, shalom, my brother. And that was Kenwin Castleberry. Go ahead, everybody. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother John. Uh, what, El? What? Oh, well, brother John said oh, he I think was he good. Said, uh, so. I think he said. I think he handed it off to uh, El Shua. El Shua, do your thing, bro. Okay, yeah. My last thought was to say is that again, I agree with brother Castleberry. Very powerful show. A lot of a lot of information and thoughts for consideration. And I would just you know ask everybody you know to meditate, give some thoughts to what's being said. Um, there's no way the Most High would leave us without, you know, without answers, without direction. Um, last point, point that uh, Brother Purcell made in regards to Second Timothy 2.15, and this is why our context is so important to me, is that when Paul was talking to Timothy, he was talking LSU to him. LSU in less than a minute, brother, okay? In less than a minute, we way okay, he was on time. He was talking to him as a pastor, and he was giving him pastoral guidance from an apostle. What we do not have right now in this day and time within Christianity is that our leaders are not holding other leaders accountable. Uh, the That's point right. I was making about Paul, John brought out to me, he made out the point that Paul would call leaders by name. When he called them out for teaching false doctrine, for teaching false information, for teaching heresy, he did not say such and such brother. He would literally call them by name. And we live in a generation right now within the body of Christ, within the Christianity, within the United States, that our leaders do not hold other leaders to accountability. If anything, they endorse the things that other leaders do because they are in that same carnality. And just like what's going on in the entertainment industry is what's happening in the body of Christ, people are protecting their fortunes, small to large fortunes. So many times when they see things wrong and things in error, they won't speak out because they don't want to leave either position power, or money. Shalom, Israel. Right. Talk with y'all next week. All right, my brother. Uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was perfect. That was a perfect tie-up. Um, I want to appreciate, I want to thank you. I want to thank the Five Smooth Stones. I want to thank Brother Seth uh, for giving me this opportunity. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you who, who have been on, who contributed, who shared. Uh, I, I just really appreciate it. Uh, I'm really looking forward uh, to going forward in this. Um, I'm excited about what God is doing. I believe God is really uh, establishing a remnant. A remnant. Um, contrary to popular belief, I believe he's establishing a remnant that's going to flip this world upside down. Um, and I know one that's being established is right here in Cincinnati at the Wilderness Center. Uh, so, um Again, we, 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 we appreciate you from uh, uh, Salt Life Kingdom Ministries. I appreciate uh, Sister Arlene's contribution. Um, I'm honored that she came on. I appreciate that. Um, and I want to finish up with this scripture here. I'm, a, I'm done with this scripture. Uh, it's a very, very familiar scripture found in Second Chronicles 7, chapter and 14th verse. It says, my people which are called by my name, to humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God bless you all. Um, look forward to 
Sunday night, um, Monday night, and back on Thursday night. So I love you. I appreciate you. And it's not a thing you can do about it. And Seth, you can close us out, my brother. I love you, man. Well, again, I want to thank everybody for their contributions tonight. A lot has went forth. Uh, of course, you didn't hear the church being bashed. Like, I uh, know some of y'all probably thought this show would be in that, and I'm glad Purcell kept it uh, in the center there and everybody and all the callers, I mean, all the uh, contributors, all uh, the co-hosts I'm talking about, as well as the Starlene. Folks, we're going to, uh, like Purcell say, uh, look for us possibly Sunday night. I don't really know. Sunday night is kind of iffy. Don't know these days about Sunday night, but if we do do a show, uh, we'll post it. So stay tuned. The show is always a late show if it's Sunday. But for sure, for sure, for sure, there'll be a show on Monday and uh, Thursday, all right? Uh, so we're going to go ahead and go out with a song, very powerful song. We'll play a little bit of this, and then, then we'll call it a night. Don't go away just yet. This is a powerful song. Again, love every single one of y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it. I can see so clear what it's all about.